We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The recounting of Senate and gubernatorial ballots underway in Florida's second most populous county. Here's correspondent Bob Agnew. It's an unprecedented review of two major races in the same state that took five weeks to decide the presidential contest in 2000. Secretary Ken Detzner issued the order after the unofficial results in both races fell within the margin that, by law, triggers a recount. Those unofficial results showed that Republican former U.S. Representative Ron DeSantis led Democratic Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum by .41 percentage points. In the Senate race, it was Governor Rick Scott leading Democrat incumbent Bill Nelson by .14 Points. Bob Agnew reporting. Strong Santa Ana winds have returned to Southern California, fanning a huge wildfire that has scorched a string of communities west of Los Angeles. A one-day lull in the dry northeasterly winds ended Sunday morning, and authorities warned that the gusts will continue through Tuesday. This is SRN News. How do, thus far, this year's midterms compare to past... With the midterm elections in the rearview mirror, it's time for some real fun. Whether you're laughing off the loss in the House or celebrating a majority Senate, there's something for everyone at Triple Espresso, a family-friendly night of comedy. This Thursday at the Park Square Theater in downtown St. Paul. Reserve your seat today at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the clean comedy banner. Supported by Union Gospel Mission. AM 1280 The Patriot. You know what some of your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot shows are available online in podcast form? Yeah, listen on demand at am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the podcast tab. There you'll have access to our deep archive of interviews, conversations on the big happenings of the week, and other such hot topics. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcasts. Got a high today of 30 degrees, a low of 18, but those roads are going to be slick with black ice, so be careful driving. AM 1280, The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you have if yet to do so, look up our Facebook page. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like our Facebook page. Feel free to leave any comments or questions there as well. We will get to them all, I promise. And as always, we appreciate you checking in, especially with the Vikings being on a bye week. We have uh, so many people with rapt attention for the uh, full two hours live. And uh, second hour, as promised, we are going to be talking about local elections, specifically within the state of Minnesota, uh, Minnesota House uh, races, all that good stuff. And joining us here in studio is uh, Preya Samsandar and Jeff Cole, both uh, local political observers in their own right. And uh, uh, Preya, most recently with the uh, Republican National Committee, Jeff, uh, most recently a Crystal City Councilor, decided not to seek re-election. So are you a lame duck councilman, Jeff? Is that the proper uh, term for it? Lame I, duck councilman? Absolutely. Okay. I'm lame. All right. Because well, <laughs> I know you still uh, you still got sessions before you uh, the new council, correct? Yeah, we've got uh, three or four meetings. Okay. Okay. At the end of the year. So yeah. you still still have some full responsibilities. Well, yep. Jeff Prey, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Appreciate you having you on. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Well, we are going to, again, talk about the state of Minnesota. And if you are a Republican in the state of Minnesota, uh, 
you would think we get used to this, but uh, you know it was kind of uh, like uh, Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. It got pulled away by Lucy again. We thought we were going to break our statewide losing streak. At least I thought we had a fighting chance in a couple of races, but uh, was not to be. Uh, Preya Samsandar, I'll start with you. From your perspective and uh, your position, uh, this may be a loaded question, but what happened? <laughs> I think a lot of people are looking at that right now and thinking, you know, kind of reflecting on Tuesday, what's gone on over the last year and a half, uh, potentially two. I mean, Erin Murphy did announce that she was running for governor about a month if not a few weeks after uh, the 2016 election. So it's really kind of been uh, a continuous pattern since uh, Election Day of 2016. And uh, looking at it from a national perspective, uh, from the RNC, you know, it really was a, a blue trickle uh Yes, we did lose the House, but we did gain seats in the Senate. And right. overall, for a first-term president, uh, President Trump, based on the seats that we did lose, seats that we did gain overall, did quite well for a first-term sitting president uh, for the party in control. So uh, nationally, we did well. Uh, locally, not so well. Uh, unfortunately, we did uh, lose everything statewide and uh, did lose the majority in the House uh, at least we uh, maintained, uh, I think it was Senate District 13, but uh, there's a lot of reflection there at this point. Absolutely. Jeff, going into Tuesday, uh, did you feel that we there was a chance we could break our statewide losing streak, particularly the Attorney General's office? That seemed to be the one that was kind of within our grasp and ended up being the closest one. Uh, was I? Were you, were you not that optimistic, Jeff? Cole? No. No? no. No, no. Okay. Priya, uh, we'll move back to you. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, the, 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 the die was cast in, in August uh, at the at the primary. The These results were set in stone uh, as soon as we saw the primary results. Well, this um, turnout especially. I, when I saw the turnout, I'm like, make Minnesota Reds a, is a fantasy if that's the kind of turnout yeah, numbers it, we're it's, seeing. This was – it was um, – anybody who was surprised by the results on, on – Election night was was not paying attention in the state of, in the state of Minnesota. It was an uphill battle. Um, th- this should be known as the as the uh, Trump Johnson massacre of 2018. Um, I, I think you need to lay the losses of the legislature at the foot of those two people. Um, Jeff Johnson, um, extremely underperforming, a pathetic um, a pathetic uh, result this time around, um, and clearly, um, well, I appreciate. Um, my uh, Preya's uh, ability to stick to the talking points as uh, from the RNC related to how well Trump performed. Um, certainly in Minnesota, um, we were massacred in the suburbs. Um, yes. we, we lost Ooh. basically every suburban um, house seat. Uh, Eric Paulson lost by a huge margin. Uh, Jason Lewis by a slightly smaller margin. And if you look at these so-called Trump districts, you had – um, Jim Hagedorn with, again, a pathetic showing, um, squeaking out a tiny little victory um, in a race that he should have dominated. Um, so it was there is nothing for Republicans to be proud of on uh, in the election results in 2018. It was it was a complete um, and utter failure. Well, certainly not in Minnesota now. Obviously, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking be what it what it is. Uh, do you feel and again, I know you were, uh, for purposes of full disclosure, Jeff was uh, supported Tim Pawlenty in the primary. Yep. Uh, do you feel he could have uh, performed better, even prevailed? You know, I'm, I know it's Monday morning quarterbacking. It's what ifs. So but, here's, uh, here's what I'd say. I'd say that um, if you look at the results on the, at the state house level, I, I believe that Tim Pawlenty ult- ultimately would have lost if he were on the ballot in, in November. I, I don't think anything would have changed that. But if you look at where we where we lost House seats and how close some of those House seats were in the Minnesota legislature, I think there's there's it's absolutely clear that had we had a stronger top of the ticket, um, we would have we would have I don't know if it would have been enough to keep the majority, but we would it would not have been the wipeout that it that mm. it was. We also would have had more energy. We would have had more enthusiasm. We maybe would have had a little bit better turnout on our side. Um, everything was it, it was it was it was again I, the only word I can come up with is pathetic. Um, the the outcome that we had. I, I think most people were unaware there was a race for governor at this point. I mean, it was um, it was that big of a joke. So. Yeah, and the, and the problem I had is people kept got encouraged by what happened in 2016, and I talked a lot about that in the first hour. Is like you know Trump didn't really get a lot more votes in 2016 than Romney got in 2012. It was just the Clinton effect in right. that 
a lot of Democrats stayed home because they just didn't like Hillary Clinton, and they sure as heck weren't going to vote for Trump. So whether they went third party or stayed home, what have you. So I thought that optimism was misplaced. Said, well, look what happened in 2016. Well, we. We need to throw that out. That's not that, that has no impact here. Um, Pray, let me ask you now. Obviously, Jeff alluded to all of these suburban Minnesota House seats where we basically got wiped out in, in Washington County, Hennepin County. There may have been a few in Ramsey County. Do you look at that as more indicative of as a long-term issue, or is this maybe a course correction where maybe these are some we could get back in upcoming election cycles? No, definitely. I think looking at the totals, at least in CD2, it was a very close race. Obviously, you know, you've, we've got to go back to the drawing board and uh, take a look at exactly what did work, what didn't work. Uh, you know, the RNC for the first time in more than a decade has come into Minnesota, invested heavily and uh, laid the groundwork for a competitive ground game uh, that gave us an advantage um, in certain areas. Uh this cycle alone with our team, uh, we've door knocked in conjunction with the state party, of course, uh, made more than a million voter contacts, the likes that we've never seen before from a state party. Um, so that is a huge plus for us. And obviously, we're going to continue uh, going back to the drawing board, taking a look at sure. that and growing on that for 2020. Uh but overall, we flipped two blue districts in Minnesota. Uh, obviously, Pete Stauber, a fantastic candidate in CDA. It was kind of a no-brainer for folks in northern Minnesota who wanted to protect their mining uh, industry, who wanted, who uh, have seen the great work that uh, President Trump and Republicans in uh, Washington have done. Uh, they've done a fantastic job. Uh, you know, it was the same thing down in CD1. Obviously, it was a little bit closer, and I blame that more on the Tim Walls effect. Uh, obviously, that's his home district, and uh, him campaigning with Dan Feehan down there definitely uh, made the race a bit closer. Uh, but I would actually disagree with you and say that I don't think Tim Pawlenty would have uh, energized the base. I think it, he made it pretty clear when he chose not to show up to the June uh, convention that he had no respect for uh, the process, which is completely fine. No, You and, have the right to go to a primary, and that's right. completely fine. But considering the fact that national polling had Pawlenty up, I believe, by like 10 points on Jeff Johnson and then Jeff Johnson trumping Pawlenty by 10 points, it showed where the energy of the base was. Ultimately, what we saw uh, was a very energized and angry Democratic Party here in the state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, ultimately, if you look at the totals we saw on Tuesday night, uh, Jeff Johnson had more than a million votes, which is uh, incredible turnout for Republicans in a midterm election. And if it were any other year, uh, uh, definitely would have been beneficial to us and would have definitely proven uh, victorious. But uh, that wasn't the case. And so, again, it's about going back to the drawing board, uh, recognizing what did work, what didn't work and making those changes so we can have a successful uh, election cycle next year and year after that. The one thing I do take heart is, and my colleague Mitch Berg has said this, so it's not like this is my original thought, is that Democrats can't help but overreach uh, can anyone say Majority Leader Ryan Winkler or uh, Jeff Kolb? So I know I know you cited that as well. <laughs> but um, unrepentant racist, racist yeah, Ryan Winkler, right? Isn't it amazing that the the uh, the identity politics and uh, you know believe women that kind of goes out the window if if there's electoral races to win Jeff Kolb? Right. Uh, uh, so sorry, so, so with all due respect, everything that just came out of your mouth over there is exactly. It shows me that no lessons were learned whatsoever because what we had is we had we had we had Republicans at the top of the ticket that towed the Trump line, sucked up to Trump, did everything that they could to tie themselves to Donald Trump. Karen Housley went so far as to call herself a rubber stamp for the Trump agenda. Uh, Jim, uh, what's his name? I don't even remember the guy's name. Ran against Amy, Amy Klobuchar. Oh, Newberger. Yeah, Jim Newberger, Newberger. Had, had like protect Trump on his lawn signs. Okay. That plays well, maybe and, where and his we, house district had, is, but and, yeah, and and that was that was, and it was a weak and pathetic showing. We have no wins to put on the board, and so this argument that all we need to do is just play to the base and let's suck up to the let's let's go let's go all in on Trump um, shows that we're going to lose. The, you know, Republicans are very very good at these stupid moral victories. I mean, I saw Jeff Johnson out there claiming this, the same thing that you said, oh, there were over a million votes for Jeff Johnson. It's the most votes that anybody got except for Tim Waltz. Well, okay, you know what? That second half of the sentence is the most important part of the sentence. And the first part of the sentence is absolutely and completely irrelevant because it does not matter. Your moral victories are useless. 
what matters is winning, getting more votes than the next guy, and everybody involved failed. Every entity failed, and it was a complete disaster. And if people are not going to be reflective about that, then Republicans will continue to lose forever and ever. What do you think about uh, Deputy Chair David Pascoe kind of falling on the sword for this? Did you did you see the statement that he put out? He put out a long statement about how he said, I'm responsible for the electoral losses. I don't know what his motivation was for falling on the sword. That's or, ridiculous. Yeah. If I was going to make a list of the top 100 people responsible for this, David Pascoe doesn't, doesn't come close. Jeff Johnson is responsible for this. Danny Nadeau is responsible for this. Greg Pepin is responsible for this. These are people. Greg, Jennifer oh, oh, Kern- Greg Gen- Pepin. Greg Pepin's. Greg Pepin gave us Jennifer Carnahan, okay, I who, who okay. led and and then ran, ran that pathetic race down in CD one that barely brought him across the finish line. These people, Jennifer Carnahan, none of those people should ever be associated with a with a campaign in the state of Minnesota ever again. These are people who cannot win, cannot produce the results, and will not take responsibility for it. And Republicans should be mad. And should be demanding accountability, but they're not going to. They're going to make excuses, and they're going to continue to lose. And until Republicans get serious about holding people accountable for their epic failures, and absolutely everything was a failure. Jennifer Carnahan failed. She was a disaster. Jeff Johnson failed. He was a disaster. We could not beat Keith Ellison. Yeah, we could not beat Keith Ellison in a statewide race. How pathetic is that? And until people demand accountability for that kind of thing— Republicans will continue to lose. But what they're going to do is make excuses. Jennifer Carnahan's going to get reelected, and we're going to talk about how great it was that we – and we'll make up fake milestones and say, oh, we got over a million votes. Who cares? It's, it's irrelevant. It's useless. It does not matter. We're going to come back with another segment talking about Minnesota elections here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Preya Samsundar and Jeff Kolb. We're going to try to get Jeff Kolb to open up a little bit, maybe uh, kind of come out of his shell and uh, be a little bit uh, more upfront with his opinions here. We come back, AM 12, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal Patriot listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not real interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus 
we don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. Welcome back, Cam Floyd and Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. We're talking Minnesota elections this hour with local political observers, Preya Samsundar, Jeff Kolb. Preya, formerly with Alpha News, formerly with the Minnesota Republican Party, now with the RNC, and Jeff Kolb, a lame duck city of Crystal Council. The lamest duck. <laughs> you said that, not me. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. I always wanted to be a lame duck. Weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Uh, Cynthia uh, uh, commented on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Says, Sorry, Jeff Kolb, don't agree with you at all. Uh, yep. Cynthia, feel free to call in and say specifically what you don't agree with, and we can have a little dialogue. That's that's fine. Feel free to lose, Cynthia. Keep losing. Yeah, put, I don't, put more losses up on that. I don't know what specifically you disagree with about Jeff. This is everything, but uh, it's kind of awkward because uh, Jeff, very critical, obviously, of our state party chair, Jennifer Carnahan, and our gubernatorial candidate, Jeff Johnson, both of whom are celebrating birthdays today. So, uh, yeah. Happy birthday to both if you're if you're listening, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you Maybe are. as a and, gift to the rest of us, you could uh, suspend your political careers indefinitely. Okay. Uh, well, we are uh, moving on to the uh, next day and issue. As we talked about, it's been a frustrating 12 years. Um, the only statewide race we have coming up in 2020 is obviously the president, and then Tina Smith, uh, will. It's assuming she seeks re-election. Now, obviously, the Franken seat, this was a special election. The original term was up in 2020. That's really the only opportunities to break our statewide uh, losing streak. Yeah, that ain't happening. Uh, okay, well, then on to 2022, we're looking at, uh, no, I'm kidding, of course. But um, I guess my question is, and pray I'll start with you, what kind of candidate do we need to field to break through and win a statewide race? And, you know, Doug Wardlow had an opportunity uh, we, I know we can't compete with the money of Alliance for Better Minnesota, but I agree with Jeff wholeheartedly. Someone like a Keith Ellison has no business winning a statewide race. I know the domestic abuse allegations against him are serious, but I'm a person of innocent until proven guilty. But aside from all that, there's a laundry list of issues you had to hit with Keith Ellison, and we still couldn't defeat him. So to break our statewide losing streak, what kind of candidate? I guess we'll talk about maybe just governor because that's a more high profile what kind of candidates do we need to run to finally break this losing streak? You know, I think we need to run uh, somebody who I just keep thinking back to Jason Lewis and his idea of being an independent voice for Minnesota. Uh, you know, Jason Lewis was a fantastic candidate for his district. You got to really find that uh, candidate who fits well within uh, their district. I mean, Pete Stauber is a great example of that. Uh you know, his career, his history, his family, the way he handled himself, his position made him a perfect fit for the district. Uh, same with Jason Lewis. And, you know, for uh, the faults that Republicans uh, point to Eric Paulson and uh, maybe some of his stances that he's taken, uh, particularly his uh, decision uh, to distance himself from the president, uh you know, he did fit his district to the best of his ability and um, really did represent uh the Republican Party is a big tent party filled with different ideas. And, uh, you know, ultimately, we do have to find somebody that, you know, can represent the state and represent the diverseness of our state, What, whether it's through mining and farming, but also recognizing uh, the issues that we face in uh, suburban areas and urban areas. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I think that's what really where the DNC really outshone us these midterms is they went into these suburban districts of uh, maybe even moderate Republicans, particularly the moderate Republican women that were disaffected by Trump and fielded candidates because socialist candidates can't win in a lot of these suburban districts and did not win in a lot of these 
uh, suburban districts. Jeff, well, and I think if you look at some of the close races or some of the races that flipped, you look at uh, Dana Rohrbacher in California, who mm-hmm. I think just just lost, or I'm not sure exactly what the deal is um, in that race, but uh, he he ran against a businessman who used to be a Republican. Yeah, I, right. I mean, um, Angie Craig was running pro gun ads about herself. Um, you know, uh, Dean Phillips is uh, is. Has been, I think, silent on the whole if he's going to vote for Nancy Pelosi piece. But these, there was a, there were a lot of, I think, that uh, moderate uh, these, at least pretending during the election to be moderate re, uh, Democrats that won in these Republican districts. I, I mean, I, I don't think you can look at CD three and say that Eric Paulson was a great representative of the district until just a few weeks ago, and then suddenly he wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a huge electoral swing. Clearly, that was beyond Paulson. Um, oh, sure, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, um, I, there were a lot of national themes at play. But um, I, I, but you, you, you mentioned, Prey mentioned a bunch of names, um, not anybody who really has won anything. Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, Pete Stauber won and hasn't even been sworn in yet. But I mean, Jason Lewis lost. Um, Jason Lewis has more baggage than the uh, than the Northwest Airlines terminal over here. I mean, I, the, it's Delta if, now. Uh, I knew I knew I was going to get called out on that as soon as I said Northwest. I'm like, you know what? That's not what they're calling. But, uh, but shows course, my age. But it, but he did, he also didn't have the benefit of 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 Paul Paula Overby siphoning off eight percent right. of the votes like he had in 2016. That helped. It, right. it definitely helped. And, and so I think uh, I mean, um, how about a woman? Could we run a woman? That would be nice. Uh, too bad, unfortunately, due to Jeff Johnson and Donald Trump, we now don't. We have far fewer women in the legislature. A lot of great um, Republican women were wiped Ugh, out. Ke- Kelly, Fenton. Kelly Fenton uh, from Woodbury is gone. Sarah, uh, Anderson. Sarah Anderson from Plymouth is gone. Kathy uh, Lomer. Kathy Lomer's gone. Uh, Patty. Uh, well, Patty Anderson wasn't an incumbent, but that was she was a Republican. Uh, uh, there's another one. Jennifer Loon is gone. And oh, uh, that's right. I mean, those are if some, you can buy liquor today, thank Jennifer Loon. Yeah, the, the, those are some strong Republican women who um, who were wiped out because of the the feckless campaign ran by Jeff Johnson and the terrible decisions uh, by Donald Trump. But um, you know, those are the types of people. You know, uh, 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 Jennifer Loon would be a great candidate for governor i, bl- um, I agree you know, I, I wholeheartedly think, you know there there are republican women that are out there um that are strong that can um that can excite people you know we they just have to they just you know have to decide if they want to run or not and you know if until up to and until the state of minnesota the republicans in the state of minnesota get their act together i think it's going to be a hard sell for anybody to want to to want to run that because you're basically going to have to do it alone. The state party is useless. They're not going to help you. Uh, the Republican so-called activists or inactivists, as I would call them, are not going to help you. They are going to um, run against you. They're going to um, put forth purity tests in front of you. They're going to um, miss the forest for the trees. They're going to do... Um, so uh, if you're going to run for governor in the state of Minnesota as a Republican, you need to be prepared to do that by yourself because you are not going to get any help until um, until there's a huge change within the party. I think you understand why I need to take this call. We have a call on line one. Uh, actually, it's the fetching Mrs. Carlson uh, calling in, wanting to weigh in the midterms. I have a feeling what she's going to say, but I'm I'm going to let her speak. Go ahead, babe. <laughs> I don't call many callers, babe. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, first of all, Jeff, I think that um, you just hit on a whole lot of things that I was going to say, but I do have a few things to add, Um, and Priya is also hit on a lot of really, really good points. Um, So one of the things I think in our party that drives me absolutely bat crazy is exactly what Jeff just said. Um, We refuse to allow other people into our party that fit the districts that they're running in. We have these ridiculous standards um, that we put on our candidates that they have to be these perfectly conservative people. And Minnesota Republicans aren't perfectly conservative, and that is not going to change. So the party needs to change, and I I agree with you there. But I think one thing that gets missed a lot um, with the Republican Party, I feel like we're always behind on what uh, Minnesotans are concerned about. I remember this with the marriage amendment. It was a very fast change, but the state had changed. Yes. And we were still running on marriage between one man and one woman. And it blew up in the Republican Party's face um, right at election time. And they weren't listening to the people of Minnesota again. 
um, and they weren't this time. Um, Midwest, all across the Midwest, Trump's numbers have sunk. They've gone away. There's no more support for President Trump in the Midwest. And that was completely missed by the party. There were still all these people running around going, Trumpity, Trump, Trump, Trump. And Midwesterners don't like him. He's ostentatious and obnoxious, and that is not Midwestern culture. Um, They might like his policy, but I think there's enough people that were annoyed with him that showed up at the polls. It didn't really have to do with our Minnesota local candidates. And as far as Jeff Johnson goes, I had been snorting and stomping from the get-go that he's absolutely invisible. And I like him. He's a nice man. He's a good man. He would have been a good governor. But he is an invisible candidate. And he's shown that before. But we insist in the state party on having these perfectly pure candidates. And so Jeff Johnson was a candidate because he's the perfectly conservative guy that we need. Ten seconds. It was like a deaf ear. It was a deaf ear to what Republicans in the state want and what Minnesotans want. AM 1280 The Patriot, back with another segment in mere moments. Go nowhere. able to live your dream retirement starts with your decisions today. Learn to develop the skills and confidence to own your financial future with a best-in-class education at Online Trading Academy. We are the world leader in creating traders and investors. Let us help you improve your returns and create income you can use now and in retirement. Call today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly, so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com radio. My dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at Pro-Life Across ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. ProLife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Every Saturday, you can hear my friend and colleague King Banyan. He's on the King Banyan Show Saturdays, nine to eleven a.m. on AM fourteen forty, the Businessman, and my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, or Saturdays, one to three p.m. He's a headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I close out weekends. And here to take your phone call at 651-289-448. Weigh in by Twitter, hashtag NARNSHOW, hashtag N-A-R-N-SHOW. 
You know, we listed the uh, number of fantastic female candidates that went down to defeat this past Tuesday at state house races. You mentioned Jen Loon. Uh, Anna Wills, 57B, defeated. Roz Peterson, 56B. Um, Regina Barr, 52B. Yeah, it was a, a tough, tough, uh, tough evening for uh, um, all Republicans, but definitely some fantastic female candidates. And I, and I agree with you, Jeff. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not a big fan of identity politics, but sometimes perception is reality. If there is, there are plenty of fantastic female candidates that I definitely believe should run for governor. And, and I'll make this point, you know, the the DFL likes to charge, uh, to like to chide Republicans a little bit for this, and rightly so, I get that. But have you noticed the last two times there's been an open seat for Minnesota governor? I have noticed. The uh, female candidate on the DFL <laughs> side was endorsed. Yep. On the DFL side, and it went to a primary, and the uh, big-funded the, the white old guy. white male one? Yes, yeah. I have noticed. So they'll allow the females to, to touch the glass ceiling, but never quite break yeah. through it, for no, governor anyway. I have so, noticed. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at the at the states who have had female governors and states who have not had female governors, it's embarrassing mm-hmm. um, that Minnesota is, it, when they pretend to be as progressive as they are, mm-hmm. has not. I, I mean, Oklahoma, Arizona. Alabama uh, just elected I, a woman. I mean, come on. Iowa, and, and, South Dakota. But in Minnesota, uh, you know, the Democrats in Minnesota can't get past old white guys, so that's fine. Um, if I could steal the show for a second, I, I did want to touch on kind of something. I need um, to get some more water. The, 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 oh, I get Your, your uh, lovely wife said at, at the end, she went into what I hear about here a lot, the, oh, you know, Jeff Johnston, yeah, he's a loser, but sure, he's a nice guy. Um, I did want to touch on this one particular piece because Tim Waltz in his, in, uh, when he was in his post election press conference made a point of thanking Jeff Johnson and calling out his character for what a great guy he was, um, for how he behaved during the, uh, during the election. That has to be one of the most pathetic and again, feckless things I've ever seen. I, Jeff Johnson, at the end of a race for governor, your opponent should not be thanking you for how nice of a guy you are. Uh, Jeff Johnson was 100 times harder on Tim Pawlenty than he was on Tim Waltz. I don't know that he even ran a campaign against Tim Waltz. It, w- it was it, He never showed up. I mean, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember Jeff Johnson going out there and saying that the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, that Tim Pawlenty was more of a letdown to conservatives than Arnie Carlson was. And he said it wow. a dozen times. That's not dur- true, dur- but okay. During, yeah. the ca- during the campaign. And when it comes to Tim Waltz, can you remember any shot that Johnson took at Waltz that happened during the during the general election campaign? There's uh, plenty there, but... You know, never happened. Yeah. You never saw that. And so that's, that's again, you know, I, I still go back to four years ago when, when he was endorsed and walked out to this ridiculous boxing ring, a uh, great Greg Pepin uh, uh, adventure again there. We walked out to this stupid boxing thing and he was saying he was a scrappy fighter and he was going to go out and he was going to throw some punches and, and then, and you just go, what a joke. You're not a scrappy fighter. You're weak. You're ineffective. You're feckless. And you lose. Every time you're on a ballot, you lose. And, you know, again, until Republicans start demanding accountability from people who put themselves out there and say, if I'm going to put my name on a ballot, I should have a plan for victory. And clearly there was no plan for victory because there was no plan past the primary. There was no plan whatsoever. And you already have started hearing these stupid, oh, it's the business community's fault, or it's this person's fault, or it's that person's fault, or again, these stupid moral victories. Oh, we got so many more votes than anybody. I mean, except, I, I mean, we still lost by a huge margin and dragged down the entire legislature with us. But, you know, hey, we got this moral victory. And until people start demanding some accountability from these candidates who go out there and lose, and I swear to God, the first person who says Jeff Johnson for Congress and CD3 needs to get pistol whipped because I do not want that guy anywhere Is somebody near. floating that? Uh, it will happen, believe me. Okay. Because uh, you're not seeking his uh, Hennepin County Commissioner seat again. Thank goodness. Oh. The guy should retire from politics forever, and he should do it with his head hung low because he let down every Republican in Minnesota over and over and over again. And people need to be mad about these things, not just making stupid excuses for that it's okay that people lose. Brittany Samsondar, very early on, the Republican Governors Association had decided they weren't going to invest a lot of time or resources in this particular race. So obviously, from the beginning, it was very clear they didn't have a lot of confidence in, in Jeff Johnson as a candidate. How do you folks, the RNC, handle a situation like that when they're, it's, that's, I don't want to 
say it was a rebuke, but it definitely was not showing a lot of confidence in our endorsed candidate and the candidate who won the primary. So how do, how do you handle that? How do you folks handle that at the RNC? Because that, that puts you all kind of behind the eight ball a little bit, doesn't it? No, not at all. I mean, and really? to the record, that, I mean, RGA yeah. was interested in Minnesota's race, but at a lower level. Obviously, they had a lot of other candidates uh incumbents in fact that they had to focus on so that's true uh, yeah. minnesota from a beginning wasn't necessarily a priority uh to begin with uh but you know at the rnc you know we uh we move on i mean we don't like worry about sure i know you do what's what you going do, but, mm-hmm. on you know we continue to fight on we continue to press forward and you know that's exactly what we did you know we looked at the messaging we looked at exactly what tim walls was doing and attempted to get that out there i mean one can make a case that it's a lot harder to get your message out there as a republican compared to if you're a democrat but you know we did try to uh and did make waves uh talking about Obviously, Tim Wall's making a lot of big promises and not telling folks of how he's going to pay for it. You know, Tim Wall's being a flip flopper. These are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that uh, folks, even in mainstream media, refuse to call him out on. True. Yeah, that that that, and that's certainly something difficult too. And to Jeff's point, uh, and I and I talked with Jeff Johnson at the at the state fair shortly after the primary, and 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 made mention of that. It's like you know, there seems to be plenty to hit him hit Tim Walls on, particularly him walking around with an NRA hat when he was in CD1, and then later during, I don't know, I think it was one of the DFL candidate forums, basically talking about how he had to tamp down his progressive bona fides in order to keep getting reelected in CD1, which I take that as, yeah, I had to kind of tell a lie to uh, some of these people just to continue to get reelected, and and hardly any of that was touted. I get that we don't get a lot of media coverage as Republican, and it is slanted, but the message definitely, there is an ability to get that out there, Jeff Gold. Yeah, I, I think I, I think here here's the other thing. Um, here's the other thing. All of those are known. The the issues that are with the media, the issues with with fundraising, ABM's big big dollars. All of those are known. Those are not new things. And so um, that's a funny question here. I will get to that in a second. But um, that there. So you know that going into it, and if you don't have a plan to mitigate it, I mean, I, I can tell you, I can tell you um, again. Four years ago, uh, in twenty fourteen, the first time that Jeff Johnson failed us miserably as Republicans, um, asking what his plan was to to combat ABM and their and their money influence, mm. and the, his campaign's response at that time was, "Jeff is ABM proof because he's such a nice guy. There's nothing that they can dig up on him." And they so don't have to dig up that, anything. They that can just was their, throw stuff against a wall, see what that sticks. That was yeah. their plan. Yeah, right. And, and and I didn't see that they had anything better than that this time around. And and honestly, um, it, this is this. Did you want to address this? I want to address this. So Richard uh, off the air wanted to know if I think that these things are failures. What a successful campaign is like. Uh, successful campaign wins. Um, well, that's pretty. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty I mean, obvious. You but, know. It's how we do camp. that that's a you know that's a different story you have to have a good candidate they have to have a plan they have to have the be, to have to be able to raise the money that they need to raise they have to be able to do that independently and and i saw you know there was this we do this navel gazing thing every four years after we lose and somebody writes an article and they say they go to a bunch of people and they say oh what went wrong and what what was what happened and then everybody gives their excuses but one line that stuck out in the star tribune's version of that story this time around was you know business people we talk about the business community business people are business people they're used to investing in things and seeing a return they're not going to continue to throw their money away on a losing effort over and over and over again which is why you saw the business community investing in house races instead of the governor's race because they knew that that the product that they would be investing in in the governor's race was a a known loser Mm. and so you look at the results of that and you saw that in the 17 seats that were flipped um, in the House, that the House candidates outran Jeff Johnson from a vote percentage standpoint in every single one of those districts, and that is a rebuke of again the the so-called wisdom of these activists who went out there and endorsed Jeff Johnson and voted for Jeff Johnson in the primary, and then came back and then and then had no, no plan after that. I mean, and then so and then you put somebody at the top of the ticket who basically dragged down everybody if and you know the the comment was made earlier that Tim Pawlenty wouldn't have 
made a made a difference. Absolutely, he would have because in the suburbs, you had a couple of these these races in the suburbs, these house races that were decided by a few hundred votes. If you raise and, and if you look at vote totals, you know you look at Roz Peterson in Lakeville increased her vote totals from from two years ago, mm-hmm. but the Democrats increased their vote totals more. Mm-hmm. And so, if we had some people out there. Um, in the suburbs who could stomach a Tim Pawlenty more than they could uh, uh, Jeff Johnson, who was undefined, and it, except for the fact that he loved Donald Trump. Um, do you think Roz Peterson would still be in the legislature? I, because I, I think she would be. But my question then is, where was Tim Pawlenty? Because after August, what was I, it, August I do not want to hear one question 15th, about it's not well, Tim Pawlenty. No, no, no. Jeff, let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish. We didn't see him. I mean, if you're running to make this state a better place... Why did you leave and disappear and nobody's heard high high water from you since? It is never the losing candidate's responsibility to to make the winning candidate win. I'm not talking about Jeff Johnson. I'm talking about these House candidates. We saw Tim Pawlenty when he was still, quote unquote, considering a run for office. He went out and door knocked with Denny McNamara in, uh, what was that, 54? Four? Yeah, it was a special election. In the yeah. fifth special election for the Senate uh, in Hastings. Yeah. He went yeah. down there to That's yet another excuse where people want to blame somebody. I'm not blaming. I'm just, are, just you're saying that he would but make... But I, yeah, I think it's a fair you question. said that he would make a... Uh, he would give these House candidates a better chance. So my he's question is He's not on then, the ballot. He and, wasn't on the ballot. But it doesn't matter. He's the former it, governor of Minnesota. It, absolutely. And ha- Tim Pawlenty door knocking in a couple of House races is not the same as Tim Pawlenty and the money and the RGA money. And all of that helping to get the message out against Tim Waltz. But do you feel he could have, I mean, do you feel he, if he would have inquired about it, there would have been some money maybe deferred to this race? Obviously, he had some big connections. That would, certainly would have helped. Had I he, think anybody who thinks, oh, look, I'm, I'm blocked by Jennifer Carnahan on Twitter. That's nice. Um, I think anybody who wants to bring up Tim Pawlenty's name in the context of why Republicans lost is making excuses. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying. Do you? But do you think once you know once the primary is over and he said, "Okay, support Jeff Johnson," and that was it? I mean, right or wrong, people looked at it as kind of self-serving. It's like, okay, you lost a primary, now you don't want to have anything to do with it. I mean, don't you think that he could have been an asset had he maybe reached out to some of his big donors? I I think the voters. I don't think it would have. I I, I agree with you. I ultimately don't think it would have helped Jeff Johnson get over the finish line. But to your point, it might have helped some of the down-ticket races. I think the voters sent a message to Tim Pawlenty that they weren't interested in his help. And um, he said, okay. Fair enough. And went back back to his private life, as he's entitled to. And Jeff Johnson did nothing. To, to help and, in fact, made Again, everybody Again, uh, at yeah. that point, if voters made the decision on August 14th by, like, a 10% margin that they weren't interested in Tim Pawlenty, again, he wouldn't have helped general election. You know, wise. Republican primary voters, which is a very small subset of the general election vote, Tim Pawlenty would be a much, would have been a much more... Um, successful candidate in the suburbs than invisible Jeff Johnson, who tied himself to Donald Trump. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Preya Samsondar, the RNC, Jeff Kolb, uh, lame duck city councilman out of the city of Crystal, uh, but uh, definitely still going to stay engaged in the political process, or at least convey some uh, uh, opinions, whether uh, regardless. Uh, final thoughts coming up in the final segment. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Want to maintain your mental sharpness as you age? Learn to dance. According to the New England Journal of Medicine, dancing is better for your brain than other recreational activities. Now you can learn to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. Get 20 lessons for just $8.50. That's half price. American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. 20 dance lessons for just $8.50 from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom. 651-405-8800. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. 
Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former Ford, Lincoln, and Mercury owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, Freya Samsadar, Jeff Kolb. Talking about the Minnesota elections and the shellacking the Republicans took. And we got to talk about the paint samples. The what now? The paint samples. We haven't talked about the paint samples. Oh, do tell. Paint samples. I'm all ears, Jeff Kolb. Cynthia uh, has turned off, however. Uh, she had said that uh, if I bring you back, she's never going to listen to the Narn again. So, uh, well. That's a decision you're going to have to make, right? But, right. Uh, Cynthia, um, feel free to lose. That's I, that's what I told you before. That's what I'll tell you. And you know what? We did not talk about this. Was one of my favorite pieces of the uh, of the election. Um, it was. I don't remember what day it was. I just found out I was blocked by Jennifer Carnahan on Twitter because somebody sent me a tweet that she. Well, during, while I was on here, somebody sent me a tweet and I tried to click on it and. I, said I was blocked, which makes me laugh, uh, might have something to do with the fact that uh, a couple of days before the election, she was tweeting about how she was picking out paint samples for the new uh, Minnesota GOP uh, offices. Okay. She was picking out p- carpet and paint samples. So we were, you know, three, four days, eight days before the election. I don't remember exactly when it was. And she was focused on paint samples and carpet swatches and not uh, not the election, but that's fine. Uh, and just FYI, some more information. Uh, Tim Pawlenty did give twenty thousand dollars to the HRCC, uh, f- something like fifteen k to Jeff Johnson, and a bunch to other individual House members. So okay. If we're going to talk about what Tim Pawlenty did for candidates, we should put it in the right context. Well, and I think that the thing is too is that I, I did hear a lot of um, you know people you know Pawlenty once he lost the, the the primary basically became invisible. Now he did donate money, but it's just like. You know, to Jeff, I think Jeff, I don't know if Jeff or Preya made the point earlier. He was rejected by Republican primary voters in August. So, did you want him out there? Or did you not? I you know, mean, I, I've been. We don't the, want you to be our candidate, but right. we want the, want you to be out there to tout for our candidate. I don't know. I've if been that on the both sides of these of these divided primaries in the past. Where yeah, my candidate won or lost. And one thing that's that's kind of consistent is that the losing candidate, if you win the primary and then lose the general, um, you go back and you blame your opponents from the primary for not doing enough to help you and not getting their, getting their, um, or somebody says, Hey, my, my guy would have won the general yeah, had he won the primary. Yeah, so whatever. we hear that. So, too. I mean that, that, so I think, um, that that's just, uh, that's kind of par for the course. But again, it's that kind of behavior that you see from people who lose 
and only know how to lose. And I think that that's kind of the heart of the matter is that Republicans in Minnesota don't know how to win. They're comfortable with losing. They're, they're, it's an okay outcome. They, they make ridiculous statements like, you know, Minnesota is a blue state and we never had a chance anyway. You know, um, that's, I think, my, my favorite bad analysis from the selection result is that this notion that somehow Minnesota is a – it's now a blue state. Well, we had a we had a huge so swing in Maryland and Massachusetts. Right, so, so I mean, we we had this huge swing from 2016 to 2018. You, we picked up a ton of house seats in 2016 um, because I think there's a difference between winning an election and your opponent losing an election. I think Hillary Clinton lost the election in Minnesota, right? And although she carried the state, she really underperformed where she could have been. Did not excite yep. the base and whatever. We won a ton of house seats then. There was this was a course correction. Um, we could have stopped the losses or, or at least stymied some of the losses had we had a better candidate, had we had a better plan, had we had a chair who was doing more interested in actually electing people than um, than elevating her own profile, um, creating whispers that she's going to run for the Senate in 2020, picking out paint samples, things like that. Um, if we had people who were serious about winning elections, we could have we could have um, stopped some of those losses, protected some of our incumbents, had some had built up some bench strength, um, but we didn't. But we can win. I mean, it, clearly the demographics are there to win. We just have to figure out how to do it. And I don't, I, you know, to do that you have to be serious about actually winning. Praise Hampson. Now we got a couple of minutes to go. Uh, are you continuing the role in the RNC? And if so, uh, what does the future hold for Prey and the RNC at this point? You know, I know the RNC is very excited about playing in Minnesota for 2020. President Trump made it pretty clear that, you know, he's excited about coming back to Minnesota. He came uh, twice to hold rallies, the vice president several more times, and his children um, have come out uh, several times as well to campaign for our candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very interested in flipping Minnesota in 2020. Uh, whether or not that means I'm here is a whole nother question. Uh, but what I can say is uh, I do agree with Jeff on uh, the area that on this fact that Minnesota is not a blue state. Shut uh, her down. We just agreed. <laughs> Let's end on a high note. Start you playing know, closing time there, Adam. You know, no, statistics no, no, no. show that uh, Minnesota has continued to trend red since 2010. Uh, we definitely did make some headway in a few districts, including uh, CD7, which has been a uh, Colin Peterson stronghold for the last 30 years. Uh, we didn't win, but uh, 11,000 votes, I think it was, uh, was the difference between... Uh, both Hughes and uh, Peterson, which is the closest margin, I believe, in the last 30 years that uh, Peterson has come close to losing. Uh, Would have liked to, to see him so. retired via the ballot box, but it may be on his own accord, I have a feeling. But Prius Amsterdam with the RNC, Jeff Kolb, lame duck city councilman out of the city of Crystal. I just like saying lame duck city councilman. <laughs> That's okay. I like it. Appreciate your contributions. Appreciate the time. Wish we had another hour. This was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for tuning into the broadcast. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. Time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders with some words of encouragement for you today. In Galatians 5-7, Paul tells us that those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ are no longer bondservants, but sons. And as sons, then heirs of God through Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 1.3 to explain what a great blessing that is when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. 
There are two small words in that verse that bring great encouragement. The first is half, which tells me it is already done. And the second is all, which tells me that I lack nothing in Christ. Oh, how great to be called a child of God. On behalf of the Kingdom Builders, I hope these words are an encouragement to you today. If you'd like to contact us, look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I am Marcus Jubland. Like my dad always says, we're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. And just for being a loyal Patriot listener, I'll waive your first initial cleaning fee. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K2.